episode 24, Kobe. Kobe. <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. to the Mamba. Yep. Gone too soon, brother. Uh, yeah. Uh, hello, hello, hello. <laughs> we are TNC The Premix, uh, back for episode 24. As uh, Tyler mentioned, I'm being slightly a little more quiet than I typically will be since I am recording from... Uh, the breakfast area at the Fairfield Inn and Suites in Crete, Nebraska. Um, uh, what What's the continental breakfast situation look like? I mean, is the the pure square footage of the uh, breakfast arena? Uh, it's let's just say we got a high high ceiling right now. <laughs> so, uh, I'm, I am literally jealous that you get continental breakfast tomorrow. <laughs> and we're gonna take the kids swimming, so it's gonna be a riot. Um, Ooh! But yeah, swim action. Oh man, you're gonna give them half of a waffle. They're gonna be powered down for hours. <laughs> Hopefully, nobody poops in the pool. I mean, <laughs> kids wise. Well, and <laughs> myself, I guess. <laughs> I was say, actually, a big worry of mine. Ooh, fun fact. I know this is typically where we ramp the episode and then put the ad in, but since this one's a little off the walls, um, I uh, <laughs> do you remember Valentino's? Uh, uh yes so there is a valentino's in crete nebraska and i assume since it's like similar thing it's they gotta be maybe they were affiliated maybe not but uh yeah i had some uh had some uh valentino's uh did you go up here buffet um actually my brother-in-law uh he got like salad pasta pizza breadsticks it was okay it was okay. But I guess what made me think of uh, the whole pooping in the pool thing was the Valentino. So just in case that doesn't sit well, maybe I might have some problems <laughs> tomorrow. But uh, That's tomorrow's problems. <laughs> oh, man. Valentino's was. It wasn't good, but they had a lot of it. And that really makes up for it. It was like, the, it was like the Royal Fork of Italian food. Is Royal Fork still open? I believe so. I believe so. And if anybody doesn't know what Royal Fork is, if you're not from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, or the greater area, Royal Fork is like a methed out uh, white trash version of uh, uh, Golden Corral. Yeah, it's so. magical. <laughs> it is truly a place of wonder. Um, yeah, I guess before we go uh, too <laughs> long, um, you have an ad that you would like to uh, ramp for yes. episode 24? Yes. So just just last night, I was thinking to myself, I would like a family-friendly environment where I can also have a couple cocktails. When it came to my mind that I know a place like that, and that place is a little place called Sporty's Bar and Grill, not sure about the bar and grill part, in Massa, South Dakota. Sporty's, owned by a friend of the podcast, Cam Schaefer, is a local, is a wonderful establishment where you can get some delightful up, upper-scale bar food believe it or not, and good atmosphere, friendly workers. It's everything you're looking for. If you want to go ahead, if you, I mean, maybe you don't want to eat in the bar, but you're just looking to have some delightful wings, maybe some, maybe some waffle fries, maybe some chicken cordon blue bites. Why don't you go ahead and give my, give my pal Cam Schaefer a call. I can't give out his number because I'm pretty sure that's his personal number and not the bar, bar phone, but just look up Sporty's Bar, Sporty's Bar on facebook you can find it they've got a great menu um i recommend the bulldog wings bulldog's kind of like a vinegary honey mustard buffalo 
and they are delightful. They got the nice crispy skin on them. It's really critical. But go ahead, give Cam Schaefer. Go go down go down to Sporties. Tell him Tyler and Cody sent you. He'll know. He'll know it. It's a code. Uh, if you're looking for a drink recommendation, there's a little something called Athlete Fuel. Uh, only the only the locals know about it. It's a mixture of Blue Powerade and vodka. It does the job. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, stop on down to Sporties. You will not regret it. Uh, and it does, I do believe it is in fact, uh, Sporty's Bar and Grill, S-P-O-R-T-Y apostrophe S. Um, and that's, uh, Sporty's Bar and Grill.com, uh, as well as they do have a, uh, number here to call for dine-in or carry out, uh, 605-556-2257. If you are rolling around in Madison and, uh, decide you need some carry out wings or you want to call ahead so you're food is ready as you're ordering your drinks once you get there um 605-556-2257 give them a call tyler and cody 10 percent off maybe valid <laughs> fun fact uh, i think i might have met cam one time at uh fourth of july on lake madison that'll probably that he is known to lurk in those areas so i don't know if he remembers me but pretty sure i, I was hanging out with the shaver's clan at one point in time Yep. Good old Chark boy. <laughs> the, the Chark. Uh, they have, they have, like, they have a, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to butcher the name because that's what I do. Chicken Parmesan, chicken Parmesan sandwich. It's like, <laughs> like crispy chicken and like marinara sauce on like a hoagie bun. Ooh. I just had one for the first time a couple, like maybe a month ago. I think about it quite frequently. Nice. Delightful. Yeah. Hit them up. I do, I do enjoy a good uh, chicken parm. Um, chicken parmagina. Yeah. Again, uh, sportiesbarngirl.com and 605-556-2257. And let's start with the that. Show. Let's go. Cody, how is it going on this fine Friday evening? I just want to say something real quick. Happy Father's Day. If no one else says it, it's Sunday. But <laughs> yeah. we're recording now. Um, yeah, that was, uh, that was uh, uh, a uh, 
sorry, there's some guests checking right now. They're being a little loud, distracting me. How dare they? Um, but yeah, you're the first person to uh, wish me happy Father's Day. So that cool. counts for something. Yeah, I meant it. I mean, technically, Lily did get me a mug um, and gave it to me like two weeks before Does it say Father's world's Day. Number one, world's number one dad. Um, it says Abram's dad on one side with a picture of. Abram's face and then the other side said Hogan's dad with a picture of Hogan's face and it's like a it's like the silliest look it's like a legit photo of them but it's just like a floating head so it looks (laughs) it's it's right up my alley it's it's pretty funny (laughs) that's awesome that is awesome uh yeah no I actually normally on Father's Day I like to get uh drunk and just harass my father (laughs) but I actually meant it to you and all my other friends that are fathers uh James Brady, Bardley Stearns, Captain Bardley Stearns. Uh, you shout out the Brady Bunch? <laughs> I believe so. Um, Lance, <laughs> I, I, you're not a dad yet, but I'm sure. <laughs> maybe. you, Maybe not. I don't know. We're just, I just best if I wish you one right now. Just get ahead of that one. Yeah. Also, Lance, I know you're listening to this in the gym. Why don't you go do another set, fatty? <laughs> That'll get him inspired. Or he'll fight me. <laughs> kick my ass lance is definitely a lunk alarm guy but he but he grunts really loud he looks like oh, a grunter God. you can just you can just tell and he's just obviously doing it to show off you're like oh yeah that many plates yeah that's whatever i'm gonna go hit the hits i'm gonna go hit the hip sled for another thousand also uh nobody will know this but us but lance has some like all-time uh large calves so he could definitely definitely do some serious calf raises i mean yeah, I, I would imagine at least 800 pounds <laughs> we're talking hunks of ham those things he's walking around if the world ever falls apart and i have to eat someone and it was for some weird reason it was one of my friends you would definitely i'd go lance's calves first mm-hmm. that would be it'd be like getting prime rib on christmas <laughs> Yeah, I didn't really know we were going to go down the cannibalism uh, lane, but I mean, 2020 has gotten weird enough. We're, we're what? You know I'm always seconds away from going to cannibalistic route. <laughs> we're we're just just a little over halfway through. Yeah, it, we could get there. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Lance's calves would be number one. Jim's Jim's arms would be number two, and I think Freet's Freet's forearms. Yep. Those are my those are my friends that I got my eyes on. <laughs> the world starts falling apart. Be looking out. Have you ever have you ever seen the movie? I think it's called This Is the End with like Seth Rogen, James Franco, uh other people, other famous people. Danny McBride's in it. I I know the movie, but I do not believe I've seen it all. Oh, it's 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 very, very underrated. Very it's hilarious. But there is Danny McBride turns into a cannibal in like, spoiler alert, sorry everyone. But uh, he turns into a cannibal like 15 minutes after the world falls apart. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Doesn't need, not even enough time to like verify that the world's falling apart. He's just like, well, we're eating people. <laughs> That's happening. But yes, I'd like to, all, all the fathers, all the fathers. And on Sunday, when, you know, it's actually Father's Day, if you want to bring your family to my house, I will be drunk and shirtless in my front yard wrestling all the fathers. Show, show your dad's strength. I might win. You might win. 
But either way, bring your family. Either way, they'll respect you and fear you more, or they'll call you names. I mean, I guess we don't have anything else going on. Doesn't seem like a bad idea. <laughs> and yes, if you win, you do get a prize. The prize is my respect. From the bottom of my heart. Um. So on episode twenty-three, I guess we did tease this as as uh, diving into a little bit of like cryptozoology. Um. Oh yes. I did have a little bit of NFL stuff I was going to talk about at some point. Which would you like to start with first? Mm. Let's go cryptozoology. Okay. I have a little bit of a lead in for it. Okay. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the TNC Premix Cryptozoology Hour. Tonight we will be discussing Bigfoot Factor Fiction. River Lake Monsters. Loch Ness Monster and the Lake Champlain Monster, a.k.a. Champ. And following this up with, Are Dinosaurs Still Alive in This World? The Story of Imkole Bembe. And yes, I watched a YouTube video to see if I was pronouncing it correct. It is Imkole Bembe. Join us on our journey of discovery. Let's talk about Bigfoot. Friend, Friend of the podcast. Bigfoot. Oh man, I love Bigfoot. I want to I want to start this by saying I have been a amateur cryptozoologist since about the second grade. Uh my parents would take me to the library and I would check out the same books about Bigfoot every time. Pretty sure that's when they realized I should probably be put in special classes, but goddamn, I love I love Bigfoot. I love him. Uh, a little bit of a backstory on Bigfoot for, the, for those not in the cryptozoology world like us. Bigfoot is described as a large muscular bipedal ape, roughly six to nine feet tall. Nice. Uh, covered in hair described as black, dark brown, or dark reddish. He also goes by the names Yeti, Sasquatch, Abominable Snowman, and there's sightings from all over the world. We're talking from this very our very own state in south dakota to all the way on mount everest the stories go back generations the native americans tell stories of a great bigfoot like creature and just saying is he real yes what are your what are your thoughts on bigfoot cody uh you know i mean I guess I'm I'm an optimist, I guess. I don't know if optimism really applies to cryptozoology, but I guess I wouldn't um I wouldn't rule anything out ever, but um I'll just play devil's advocate because I think the back and forth is a little bit better. Um being that we've never found any bones or um any DNA or nobody has wrangled one and, uh, you know, brought it into a lab somewhere, or at least that we know of, um, Mm -hmm. that we know of, Mm -hmm. uh, that that's, that leaves me to be a little bit of a skeptic, I guess. Um, well, let me throw some facts at you real quick, pal. Uh, 
first of all, we're talking thousands of sightings over hundreds of years, thousands of years. We got Native Americans telling stories about him. We got Sherpas in the Himalayas telling stories about him. They have their, they had their own name for him. You can't just discredit all of these sightings. And as much as we don't see it, the world's a huge place. The Pacific Northwest, the hub of all Bigfoot sightings in North America, we're talking the Seattle, like the Washington area, um, parts of Canada that I don't really know the name of, Vancouver maybe. Mm. Uh, we're talking hundreds of thousands of miles of forest, deep, thick forest. You man get lost up there, and that's where Bigfoot lives. It makes it only makes sense. And listen, I as an amateur, as as the as this podcast leading cryptozoologist, I will comfortably say that yeah, a good ninety five percent of sightings probably hoaxes. Uh, yeah, and the, you know, Florida wants to have like they they have their own thing called a swamp ape. That's probably not real. But mm, damn Sasquatch, do not discredit him. Uh, he stars in the Jack's Links commercials. You he is pretty good in those. Yeah. You think not, someone's not getting paid off that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wonder. Do you think there? You think he's trademarked his likeness? I mean, I would is there one? Is there one Mister Foot, or are you assuming there's multiple? Uh, well, obviously they have enough for a breeding population. I mean, I'm not saying that they're like overpopulating or anything, but I'm thinking there's enough out there, you know, to keep the bloodline running. They're probably, I mean, they might be banging cousins at this point, but I think they're out there. So, um, I guess, uh, in my limited knowledge of the Bigfoot, um, they are bipod, um, upright, standing, whatever. Yeah, you get it. Um, leading, leading cryptozoologist, don't forget that, please. Um, so they do have, do they do have like four fingers and a thumb, like opposable thumbs on each hand? Yes. Um, do you think they uh, have they discovered fire yet on their own? See, now here, there's two realms of thought in the Bigfoot world that I'm very, very deep into. Now there's one, there's one side that says he's basically like a mystical being that has basically been a little space time. That's why no one finds him. Uh, avoids humans because he thinks we're poison. Stuff like that. Wouldn't need fire. There's the other thought, the other camp that I am in, that says he's like, I mean, because gr- gorillas weren't even like believed to be real until like 1910. Like people would come back, people would come back from Africa and be like, dude, they have fucking gorillas there. And everyone's like, shut up. No, they fucking don't. You're dumb. And I think he belongs in this where, yes, he does use fire and he avoids humanity. And he's a a descendant uh, or like whatever the human tree is where there's like over here is Homo sapiens and there's like Neanderthals and all those. I can say Homo sapiens. Oh, okay. Okay. So (laughs) I wasn't sure. We will not, we will not get canceled (laughs) for that word. The other words. But, uh, but yes, I do believe that he has the ability to make fire, but I think he's so in tune with nature that fire is not important to him. Um, so 
is is the Bigfoot is the species uh are they herbivores? They'd be omnivores because they eat meat and plants. They do eat meat. Yeah, see that's a lot of these are hotbeds of Bigfoot sightings. We're finding deer carcasses. We're finding fish that have been plucked from the river. Now, your normal Bigfoot diet in the Pacific Northwest, a lot of berries, a lot of roots, roots, rot, roots, rot, I don't know. Roots? R-O-O-T-S, roots. Uh, you don't roots. know how to say roots? I just didn't want to say it wrong. <laughs> God damn, I have a habit on this podcast of just saying words and they're just completely wrong. Rots? I will Roach? point you up to Roads. I will point you to the Francis Ngannou debate. Of, you nailed it right there. Because <laughs> I've been practicing. I literally had to watch. I had to watch YouTube videos to make sure I was pronouncing everything right. And I mean, I forgot what we were talking about. <laughs> got me so wrapped up in Bigfoot. The diet of the yeah. Pacific Northwest Bigfoot. Yeah. A Sasquatch. That's they call him Sasquatch up there. Sam Squanch. Very very popular. Goddamn Sam Squanch. Uh, but yeah, he's got a varied diet. Also, they tend to they tend. I know what you're thinking. Do they sleep in bears or sleep like sleep in, in caves, bears? Like sleep in bears? So they sleep in bears. Can't uh, no, that they down. don't. Uh, <laughs> Jamie, Jamie, pull that up. Now, I like to think Bigfoot is a certain type of mountain gorilla that we have not found yet. And is avoiding that does not not like he's avoiding humanity like oh people bad, fire bad like Frankenstein. So he, so he talks. Yeah, obviously they have verbal. Do they have language? Uh, they don't have not to. I mean, to us it sounds like hooting and hollering, but I would assume maybe to you. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I dare the listeners and you to listen to Bigfoot vocalizations on YouTube. They will haunt your dreams. <laughs> Bigfoot vocalizations. Oh my god! I didn't get the title "leading cryptozoologist" on this podcast by not knowing my stuff. I don't know how taxes work, but I've watched a lot of Bigfoot stuff. So, if um, if you said that they're omnivores, such as ourselves, are they? Would they be considered a a predator? Are they considered? Um, would they be a predator to us? Like as far as like the you know, like, like a Komodo dragon is, they say, would, would, would try to eat people or, yeah. you know, certain animals are higher on the predator level than us, or at least yeah. lateral to us. Would a Bigfoot eat people? See, in a, in a 1v1 combat situation, obviously a Bigfoot's going to tear a person apart. Wow. That's just I mean, c- come on. Dude, yeah. we're talking six to nine out. feet tall. Yeah. Yeah. Big, tree, big tree fall, fall oh. hard. Uh, with the strength of an ape, Cody. Come on, come on, come Maybe. on. Let's get let's get real here. <laughs> but uh, no, I do not. I believe in my research. I have never came across a Bigfoot attacking a human, mm. not for food purposes. Mm. Now, there's some stories about some campers that you know might have ran across a Bigfoot, got the old bag beat out of them. But I think he was doing that because he wanted to stay away from them. We're mm. in his neck of the woods. Literally, would would a mama Sasquatch protect her cubs? Mm. Like a bear? Mm. I see. I would think so. I would have to believe. I don't picture a mama Squatch just abandoning her children. Uh so 
I'm assuming they would be um, like a mammal. So does the female um, produce milk? Yes. Do they only produce one at a time? Or is it like humans where they could potentially have twins? I think they could potentially have twins. Uh, I don't know this, but can gorillas have twins or like orangutans? Any of our ape brothers? I think maybe, but typically it would be like one. One, yeah. See, yeah. I, I, I'm thinking, I'm going one. I don't think there's too many Bigfoot twins out there. That'd do, be weird. Do female Bigfoots nurse mm-hmm. uh, from the teat? Mm-hmm. There is uh, reports of, see, they've got the man Bigfoots, mm-hmm. the, the Papa Bigfoots, mm-hmm. but there's also reports of the lady Bigfoots having breastuses. Nice. Yeah. So. Right, big with the furry population, I bet. Oh, God, please don't invoke them. Dude, I <laughs> bet there's got to be – have you done your research into, like, Sasquatch, like, porns? You, <laughs> you have. Don't, don't say anything. Don't say anything. <laughs> yeah, you guys anything. can't see my face right now. <laughs> but, yes, yes, there is Bigfoot porn. Uh, actually, there is a very, very large – like, there was a lady that was making, like, six figures a year writing Bigfoot erotica on Amazon. And on Amazon, because you can self-publish your own books on Amazon, and then you you kind of skip the middleman with publisher fees and stuff. And she was making a coin off Bigfoot porn. You know, lonely lonely lady gets lost in the woods. She gets nursed back to health by a strapping Bigfoot. (laughs) Cody's sitting in public listening to me describe Bigfoot porn. (laughs) Well, actually, I just said... I said Bigfoot porn kind of loud in the front desk lady, I think, heard me. So this could get a little weird. <laughs> so we're going to have to ask you to leave the Bigfoot porn. But yeah, there is Bigfoot pornography. No, I haven't read it. I read a sample. It yeah, wasn't def- for me. I'm definitely not going to look it up. Yeah, um, no, it just wasn't for me. I mean, yeah, circling back to the the nursing, I mean... Yeah, it'd be a hairy situation. I don't know. Because <laughs> they're hairy. <laughs> Gross. I don't know. I wasn't breastfed, but I don't picture uh, many Bigfoots buying uh, formula. I don't yeah, picture them buying formula at Target. So, yeah, I know kids. No big deal. <laughs> you might be, you might have a, you might actually have children. I just know about them. I've seen them. But uh, yeah, and I mean, but you can't discredit Bigfoot being real. Um, I have <clears throat> I have a story that was told to me from a man in the know. If you catch my drift, this was a man I met in my travels, and he was telling me a story. I know this guy wasn't too much older than me. I'd put him right around like thirty-eight. He was just got out of the military, and he said when he was in the military that he was on a base in Alaska. And this is one of those bases that what he described it as was people knew it was there, but they didn't know what they did there. And I don't know, maybe we're talking, we're talking black sites. These things aren't, they're not on the books. So he gets there, and it was for canine units, or like canine military dogs. I don't know military dogs so he gets there and they have a perimeter fence and he said when he the first day he got there the the guy that was kind of showing him around was like hey when you get out there and like you have to do like your perimeter check with your dog 
around these fences and it's all surrounded by trees. He's like, when you have to go do that, he's like, whatever you do, don't fuck with the things in the trees. Um, you ignore them, they'll ignore you. And the guy was like, what? Like, what the fuck? And the guy was like, yeah, just don't worry about it. Like, you'll see it. So the guy's going through his stuff, you know, no problems for the first couple of weeks. He takes his dog out one night on these, on his, on his rounds. He's walking around the perimeter and the dog starts going ballistic at the fence. And from the treetops, like something big was shaking the trees and trying to rile the dogs up. The dog was just going ballistic. And he said that you shine your light up there and you can see some eyes coming, looking back at you. And he said there was like multiples of these things. And this happens and he, you know, basically everyone on this base kind of treats it as like, a, eh, don't really worry about it. And finally he gets out of his whatever rotation at this military camp. And he said he finally worked up enough to be like, Hey, like what the fuck's going on in here? And the guy who was above him or whatever, just like, yeah, that's kind of like the Bigfoot population. We don't really fuck with them. They don't fuck with us. They will, however, kill dogs. If you let the dogs out to attack them. So <laughs> does the government know about Bigfoot? Possibly. Do do they have a similar problem with unicorns? Oh, how dare you, sir. <laughs> I, I am on this podcast. I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm openly, that was an open-minded question. No. I was very serious. I don't believe you. <laughs> you know what? As an amateur cryptozoologist, I will not be on this podcast to be attacked. Bigfoot's fucking real. Deal with it. You can't discredit all the sightings. That was a good. I mean, that was a good story, nonetheless. Um, yeah, keep, this this guy was also telling me at like eleven thirty at night in like a tiny, tiny bar in Nebraska. Mm, but he seems he seems trustworthy. <laughs> so I gave him my social security number and my <laughs> phone number. Your mother's maiden name. <laughs> the name of my first dog. But uh, yeah, no, I don't know. I. I personally do like as dumb as it sounds, I do hold out hope that Bigfoot is real just because it'd be cool. Nah, do I really believe it? Not really, but fuck it. So it, I, I know it we never, I know we never go off onto tangents at all, but um, I'll just, you know, we'll just have a quick, quick discussion. <laughs> um, so I, I kind of look at it in the same vein as like aliens. Um, and I definitely do believe that aliens do exist. I think it would be very small-minded to think that mm. they don't. When yeah, you look at when you look at the 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 or when you look at the scale of uh, like the, the yeah, like when they do uh oh, what do you call it? Like a picturization or visualize visualization of the universe and then the Milky Way galaxy inside of the universe. Yeah, and, and then how yeah, like how, how small so to. Th- think that earth is the only place that has like life forms and and beings and stuff now i don't know if all aliens look the way that we've seen them portrayed in like movies like mars attacks or (laughs) cloverfield or yeah all those really good ones but i definitely think that there there has to be intelligent life outside of the third rock from the sun (laughs) um so in that same vein um, you know, to try to condemn 
the idea that a Bigfoot could exist. Um, yeah, I mean, I, it's impossible to disprove that one actually does exist. It'd be easier to prove that one did, did it, if they yes. found one, but they haven't. So it still leads me hey. to be a little skeptical, but hey, I'm open minded. A lot, lot of open space. Hey, if you're if you die in the woods and there's nothing there's nothing around you for hundreds of miles, those scavengers pick your bones clean real fast. Think about how many hikers go missing and they never find their body. Just saying, if there's 25 Bigfoot, one of them one of them kicks off because they fell down a cliff, hit their head in a rock, dies in a creek, boom, salmon clean him dry. Those bones wash away to Vancouver Bay. Yeah. And now. The next section of the TNC Cryptozoology Hour, Loch Ness Monster. We're talking lake monsters, folks. And there's only two. There's two powerhouses in this. We have the Michael Jordan of lake monsters, the Loch Ness Monster. And then we have not LeBron James because he's actually way better than Michael Jordan. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> we I'm have the Kobe Bryant. We have out. the Kobe Bryant. We have the Black Mamba of the Lake Monster crew, the Lake Champlain Monster, aka Champ. Now you did say Michael Jordan first, though, so I yeah, think well, subconsciously, I, subconsciously, you know. Fucked up. Well, I didn't. I didn't know if you knew who LeBron James was. <laughs> oh. Actually, I don't. Who is he? Uh, Definitely not as good as Michael Jordan because I know who that probably is. Probably the close. Probably the closest resemblance. Probably the closest human we have to Bigfoot. <laughs> He's absolutely gigantic. Is is Bigfoot the power forward of the crypto cryptozoology species? Mm. Cryptozoology uh, species? 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 I believe. I believe. Uh, see, yeah, if we were making a fictional back to basketball team, oh yeah, Bigfoot is playing big time power forward. We're talking nine feet tall, 500 pounds. A fucking absolute tank down low. Yeah. Feed him the ball in the post. So, uh, for those not in the know, Loch Ness Monster from Loch Ness in Scotland. Uh, Loch Ness is an absolutely gigantic lake. Uh, some parts, it's up to 900 feet deep. There is rumors of there being underground tunnels that lead out to the ocean because it's very close to the ocean. Uh, it's hard to say what the Loch Ness Monster is. Some describe him as a large eel-like creature. Some describe him as looking like the classic plesiosaur from the Mesotonic area. No, Mesotonic time frame, era. There we go. Nailed it. So, so um, this is where, this is where I kind of go off the rails a little bit. <laughs> the Bigfoot talk, I was being real life. The Loch Ness Monster and, and Champ, I've done a lot of research on these. There's movies about them. There's there's tons of there's tons of pictures. A lot of the pictures have been debunked. Now, me with my mystical kid brain would love to believe the Loch Ness monster in Champ in Lake Champlain in Vermont, I believe. Let me look that up real quick. Jamie, pull that up. Beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep. Uh, water Lake Champlain is in New York and Vermont, so. God, I miss my intern. <laughs> Fucking Taylor's not here doing my research for me. So, a lot of photos of these. 
both of both of them look the exact same. Everyone everyone's pretty familiar with the Loch Ness monster. You ever been hungover watching History Channel? Normally they have something about the Loch Ness monster and Hitler, usually back to back. Now, both of these are known to have looked the exact same, and both of these, both Loch Ness monster and Champ, are both very very important to the culture of these lakes. So people kind of play up the old, uh, you know, they play up their sightings. But the Loch Ness Monster has had a surprising amount of research done into it. And there is sightings of the Loch Ness Monster all the way back to 565 AD. That's 1,500 years ago. Where uh, St. Columbia was in the lake, supposedly was in the Loch Ness, going across in a boat when this great sea serpent came out and was getting ready to eat this dude in St. Columbia, St. Columba was just like, dog, do not eat this man. Uh, he is a man of God. And Loch Ness Monster is like, dog, my bad, my bad. But I mean, it, it'd be very, very tough for a lake monster to exist. Uh, Loch Ness has also been scanned by so like like they've done like full 3D mapping of the lake, and like they've sent submarines down. And what these what these two lakes, Lake Loch Ness and Lake Champlain, have in common is they're both absolutely gigantic, and very very deep and very very murky. Like Lake, I think Lake Champlain something like 125 miles long. And a lot of a lot of coast, you know, a lot of towns pop up around there. It's pretty tough to just, you know, lock out this whole, is there lake monsters? Um, may, I, may I ask a question? A few, I have some questions. I wouldn't um, be an expert if I couldn't answer. Okay. Um, <laughs> what, I'm just going to stick to Nessie because let's just, Let's just keep this as simple as we can with the make believe, or I mean, the real Sir? the cryptozoology. Um, so, how, how big is net? Like, obviously, there's been multiple sightings. I'm sure. Uh, I doubt that anybody's gotten a, a, a tape out and, and measured from snout to tail. Um, but how large are, are we thinking that that uh, uh-huh. Nessie might be? Let me. I don't have the exact figures in front of me. Uh, they describe him. As, I think. I think it's like thirty-five feet long, and that's including tail. Here's the thing: some sightings have a tail, some sightings don't. So, uh, kind of a problem. But the they say he's. Uh, they say I say he. I don't know Nessie's gender. My bad. Could be a chick. Twenty twenty. Gender's a spectrum. God damn it. Speaking of make believe. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) But. (laughs) God damn it. Is is Nessie. um, So we're probably assuming that being that we've never seen. I'm assuming yeah. there's no baby Nessies around, so we're assuming it's either a single gendered non asexual or uh yeah, whatever. I mean, I, what, I like what, to, what's I, the what's I, the kind I, where you can reproduce by yourself? Asexual? Asexual? I believe it's asexual. 
See, I like to think of Nessie as like the dinosaurs from uh, the documentary Jurassic Park, mm. where they can make babies themselves. Mm. Where I mean, because I mean, obviously Nessie's going to be an amphibian, and you know, and stuff like that. You know, normally, normally in the frog world, if there's two dudes, one of them will transform into a chick to have children. Yeah. I believe that's asexual stuff. Yeah, fluoride in the water, turn the frogs gay. <laughs> turn the frog gay. But this is where, so like in the 70s when they mapped all of Loch Ness, they did a lot of underwater cameras and they found some uh, some things that were just like, oh shit. They have a picture of a flipper, a diamond-shaped flipper blasting away from the thing. And it's, they, like not to not to get away from Nessie, but they say champ is like, in that area, whales are known to like get in there, and like Champ's been kind of described as whale-like, and Nessie has too, which that's why when they when they did the whole sonar scan of Loch Ness, they found some things that possibly lead to the ocean. So there's some there's some uh, there's some people that believe the Loch Ness monster sightings are just whales that kind of wandered in. And we're just like, what the fuck's going on here? Got the hell out of there. Um. So, I guess this shows a little bit of lack of my knowledge. You know, really showing showing my <laughs> showing myself here. Um, so, amph- am- amphibians. Do amphibians like frogs? Do they are they can they breathe underwater? Or do they have to come back up for air? I believe they come back up for air. That's why they they. They puff their cheeks out and shit. They have that big bubble. Mm. Um, I think that's. I have no idea. So we're assuming that Nessie does not have gills and cannot breathe underwater. No. And so is not a mammal with a blowhole. No. Mm. Unless he is. So if he or she has <laughs> to continuously come up for air, you think there'd be more sightings. I mean, I'm not, I mean. Well, well, here's the thing. What if, what if Loch Ness is like the summer home, like it's vacation home? What if it, what if it goes, like it just shows up every fucking couple of years, pops its head up, gets the people going, and then goes right back onto the ocean. We've only explored 5% of the ocean, Cody. It'd be ignorant to assume that there's not a pleosaur swimming around. Is Megalodon fake? Probably not. Maybe. We'll never know. Because there's whole parts of the ocean we don't know. What if up by Greenland, in a place we've never explored, there's just fucking 50 Nessies swimming around, just chilling. Just hanging out. I mean, it's it's very possible. What, what I mean, are there, I mean, what's what's the popular, what, what's the, uh, is there populations of, of fish and in, in, in sea life or lake life that's that's in Lake uh, Loch Ness? Um, yes, there is. What what's what, what are we thinking that if Nessie is there, what is what is sustaining this large Loch Ness uh, creature? A, Loch Ness has a large population of sturgeon. The sturgeon, the whole lake's economy is based around these fucking sturgeon. They're gigantic. They're mean fish. I don't know that for a fact, but I assume they're mean. Like a barracuda, but uh, yeah. So they're thinking. So when they did the sonar scan, they were getting these huge clusters of things. They're like, "Oh shit, we found Nessie!" And they would send a camera down. It would just be these huge schools 
of uh, sturgeon. So maybe Nessie's popping in for your little sushi, a little sturgeon sushi, a little sturgeon sashimi. So maybe the lake is so murky because Nessie's just dropping steamy dumps uh, in there. Yeah, Loch Ness might be a toilet for Nessie. It's gross. <laughs> when when Nessie gets a little fucking gets a, eats a little too much Taco Bell and has to hit the old gas station rest stop on the way to its summer home in Aruba, fucking pops in Loch Ness, drops a load, get the hell out of there. I mean, you got to ask then: Is Nessie stupid because she shits where she eats? It's pretty gross. Like you, oh, like you've never eaten a granola bar in the toilet? Oh. I mean, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I'm not on trial here. I remember, I think I was in like third grade when uh, my I definitely took Pop-Tarts into the bathroom before school. And I was like, mom, look, I've streamlined. I've streamlined. I'm so efficient now. I eat while I poop. That way I can save time before school. She was like, don't you ever bring food to the bathroom again, you disgusting, filthy pig. <laughs> That's really stuck with me. You don't want to be, you can't be eating cheeseburgers while you're on the toilet. Do, do we think, is there, um, is there like continue, continuing the, uh, continual research uh, going on? Or like, are they still out there looking oh, yeah. for Nessie? Like constantly? Oh, yeah. It's a big thing. Like, uh, like schools frequently like send this is more this more pertains to Imkolembe, Imbembe, but uh, yeah, like people go on like researching things. Uh, they kind of use Loch Ness as one of those things where they're like, yeah, why don't you get out there and uh, <laughs> and see what's going on? But even with Champ and Lake Champlain, they sent down underwater speakers or under underwater microphones, and they were getting calls that were like a beluga whale, which are I mean, they're they're not supposed to be in the area, but they're in the area, and they didn't really have any explanation for it. So, hmm. I don't know. This sounds like sounds like they're real. Hmm. And I do believe Bigfoot is real. Uh, the lake monsters, I think they were real at one point because, like in Lake Champlain, like the uh, the Native Americans in that area have stories about the Lake Champlain monster. That's kind of like their whole thing because uh, Champ has not been spotted in a while. But uh, they like they have all these stories about this great serpent monster that lives in the lake, and they have like hand like they. I'm not. I'm gonna say totem pole. I'm not sure if that's the correct thing. You know, where like you know what I'm talking about. You stack different heads on top of each other. Yeah, but they have it where it's just like this. It's all like one serpent body, and they're like, oh yeah, that's what lives in the lake. So I'm thinking they I'm thinking they were real at one point. They're no longer real, and just folklore has kept them alive. Uh, it's especially a little bit weird with Lake Champlain because their entire economy is based around this river or this lake monster. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's like the like in that sense, they're describing it as like a serpent or like a long like a giant eel or like a giant sea worm where it's quite a bit different than a plesiosaur. plesiosaur. See, and that's uh, because Loch Ness also has um, eels, like actual eels in there. And sometimes when they do the old description of the old Loch Ness monster, very eel-like. And 
who knows? Maybe you get like, I mean, much like humans grow different sizes. Maybe every now and then you get a fucking mountain sized half Jorthjornsson sized eel. That's just King eel. And he just gets spotted. Mm. I can't rule it out. So if we're, if we're on our cryptozoology facts right now, I am currently believe in Bigfoot out on river monster or lake monsters. Mm. But now we're going to get to the meat of my cryptozoology studies. Dinosaurs in the current world. Well, I'm going to talk about a little known cryptozoology uh, study or cryptozoology animal. His name, Imkole Membe, aka the one who stops the flow of rivers from the Congo. Now this one, this one doesn't have quite the, you know, quite the, it's not as celebrity as Bigfoot and uh, Loch Ness Monster. But this one, deep from the jungles of Africa, where George of the Jungle was from, I believe. Watch out for the tree. Yeah, that movie ruled. (laughs) R.I.P. Brandon Fraser's not dead, but I think he might be. Dude, not to go off on a tangent that we definitely never go off on, but I saw The Mummy the other day. Doesn't hold up. It was, oh, it was pretty hurts. rough. The Ooh, that uh, hurts. God, that movie ruled when I was ten. Yeah. Also, uh, not to go off on tangents because we definitely never do. <laughs> but remember, like those little beetle things that were like the yeah. turned into the jewels, and the guy I tried to steal them. Scarabs or something like that. I, th- I think you're right. So, I was watching when they put Billy's after they cut Billy Zane's tongue out, and then they wrapped him the mummified him put him in a tomb and then poured buckets of those on top of him i was like what was the point of wrapping him up if you're just gonna pour those on top of him won't those things just eat him all that doesn't make any sense then i then i started realizing i was dissecting a movie about mummies (laughs) that come back to life with brendan Fraser and guns and stuff and then i just kind of stopped myself and then went to bed (laughs) then i got a headache and i laid down yeah no uh those those first of all billy zane ruled in that movie God damn, such a good movie. Billy Zane's awesome. We should try to get Billy Zane on the podcast. Yeah, we'll see what we can do. <laughs> I feel like Billy Zane is probably just like, yeah, whatever, I'll do it. I'm Billy fucking Zane. Also, he's a bald, beautiful boy too. So he really fit in. But yeah, in, in Gole Mbembe. Now, his sightings start right around the 1900s. So around that time, researchers started going into Africa and being like, what the fuck's going on down here? So they come to this, this river in the Congo and they're like, the people are just like, Hey, like nice to see you white folks. Last time you guys were here, it didn't go so chill. <laughs> Please don't take us away this time. Uh, while you're paddling up this river, if you see a large hump in the, uh, in the water, do not go by it. Cause the thing that is that, that, that hump, is going to wreck your fucking canoe and fucking kill you. It won't eat you, but it'll kill the shit out of you. So that's where it got the name, the one who stops the flow of rivers. And they're just like, okay. Uh, also, the people at this time were still pygmies. So we're talking tiny folk. So it might have just been a like, turtle? Yeah, it might have just, it might have been a fucking hippo. And they were just scared and confused. And that's what the, that's what the researchers did. They're just like, it's called hippos, you fucking savages. Uh, we'll be fine. And then they never came back. Ooh. So another research team got sent down there. And they're like, hey, did you guys see a bunch of other white folk come down here and try to explore shit? And they're like, 
yeah, fucking Mkole and Bembe got him, got them. And they're like, what? What was that? And they're like, <laughs> like they're like, there is this fucking thing that lives in the fucking heart of the jungle in the rivers that hippos are scared of, that fucking rhinos are scared of, that's roughly the size of an elephant with a long neck. So we're thinking brontosaur at this point. And supposedly these guys, because also since it was the 1900s, they brought a hunter with them. <laughs> like that was back when, you know, like the guy from Jumanji where they had like the pointy, he had like the pointy hat and like the, the huge gun. And he wasn't trying to kill our, our Robin Williams, RIP. RIP. But uh, yeah, so they went down there and they, they, uh, they saw it and they, they drew some photos or they drew some pictures because cameras weren't popping back then. And they, what they saw was basically a brontosaur. And there has been multiple, multiple research efforts that go into finding Mkole Mbembe. I just like saying that name. I don't know if you've noticed that. I think you're just like really proud of yourself because it's like the first time you've like been able to pronounce something correctly. Again, well, which I don't movie. truly know if you've been pronouncing it correctly. It sounds good. Uh, first of all, it flows off the tongue. And also I watched a YouTube video right before this. And so the, they keep trying to find these sightings. And while they're, while they're down there, these people, like half the tribes say he's a real, like they're, he's a real thing. Mkoli Mbembe is real. Once again, sorry to assume it's gender. Uh, the other half are like, no, no, no. It used to be real, but now it just lives on in our spirit. And then they showed them, um, like, in the recent, because, like, we're talking, like, Oklahoma State University just went down there and did research for, like, two weeks, like, I think in 2014. Hmm. And they showed them pictures of a rhino, and they were just like, that's what it is. And they're like, damn it. So, yeah, there might, <laughs> like, there might just be a rhino that just fucking wrecks people down there. And they're just like, yep, that's Nkole Mbembe. Or Nkole Mbembe never existed at all. But this brings up what's like the, like the Bigfoot thing. There's a lot of unexplored wilderness down there. It, are dinosaurs still alive? Who am I to say no? But is there something down there that's the size of an elephant that fucking wrecks people? Probably. And much like Loch Ness Monster might just be a huge, strong eel, Imkole Mbembe might just be like the king rhino. And he just fucking wrecks people. And... That concludes the TNC Premix's Cryptozoology Hour. Uh, I am able to talk cryptozoology with anyone who wants to have my cell phone number or Snapchat. Go ahead and throw me some questions. I'm always ready to talk cryptozoology. Yeah, I mean, um, I feel like, uh, like a large hippo, a large rhino type um, that lives somewhere near the Congo. Um, I'd say that's a little bit more believable than the than a plesiosaur in a in, in a lake um, in Scotland. But I mean, you know, who knows? I mean, because th- I mean, you think in some of uh, I guess like different places in Africa, um, or even like specifically like uh, like in areas of like South America or, you know, different Amazon or like Amazon rainforest, like stuff like that, like out in the middle of the jungles and stuff where there's like Aboriginal people, 
that have never that we've never met or you know that we've never even found you know there's tribes that we'll stumble upon all the time so it's like there's there's cleaning out the rainforest (laughs) yeah 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 like there's (laughs) people like there's tribes of people people that have lived there for how long that have never been discovered it leads you you know it's it leaves a little bit of optimism that there could be other things that we've obviously never stumbled upon or found you know certain areas we, we haven't explored yet so yeah then like in like with i mean the gorilla gorillas mountain gorillas are from that area and we didn't believe they existed literally to like 1910 like so why would it be so strange that i mean probably right around this time with like satellite imaging and everyone's like even tribes that just got discovered have fucking iphones we'd probably catch a photo but yeah there's no reason there's no reason to discredit like something could exist down there that we just were just like what the fuck is this like it's a it's the size of a hippo but it has a long neck like a giraffe what the fuck like if you had if you like if you if you hit your head and you woke up with amnesia which would be weird because i'd still make you record it's fair <laughs> but you'd be like who are you I'd be like shut up <laughs> we're talking and but like if i described like a giraffe to you and you had no idea what a giraffe was you'd be like what are you sir you are insane and i mean why can't why can't something like that still exist in the world maybe it's my childlike dreams but imkole mbembe put it on the board he's real he's probably not a brontosaur but he could be something like that or he could be a large hippo that just hates people Snapping turtle. <laughs> Dude, snapping turtles are terrifying. Snap those turtles are, are bad. Those, those are the real fucking lake monsters. <laughs> those are legit dinosaurs. <laughs> God, they're always so angry. That's why I think I like them. Because they just have looks on their face like, what? I'm, what? I'm fucking living here. I think it's crazy how like they're, they're little, they like put their little tongues out to like bait the fish in there. <laughs> 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 Thank God we never people can never see these videos because you and I just basically flick tongues at each other for like a good three seconds, just like, yeah, what's up? <laughs> well, luckily the the gal is mopping up over there. She got to see me do that, but yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yes, uh, not to go off on tangents because we never do. Um, like my my dad and like uh, a bunch of like old farm boys that used to go out to lakes every once in a while. We'd all go out with a bunch of pitchforks. And uh, they would just go go around like the lakes, and they would uh, just start uh, poking around. And they they'd have like you know ten guys out there with pitchforks or so, and they'd all like just start walking around in, in the water like up up to their chest. A, a like, group a group of ten a group of ten white boys with pitchforks marching around. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. probably not great visual. Um, <laughs> But yeah, they had torches. <laughs> but they would go out and they'd like just prod around until they like hit something, and then they would like bring everybody over and like all of them would come over with their pitchforks and they'd pick them up. And sometimes it would be a rock, but sometimes it would be a snapping turtle, and like they would like reach them, like pull them out of there, and then somebody grab them by the tail, and then they like throw them up on land. And they used to like they used to like make like soup and turtle cook, soup, cook cook the meat and stuff. But uh, like I was talking to my dad about it once. Because he was telling me that uh, uh, a few of like the older guys would convince like the younger guys when they're like their twenties and stuff to go do it, and they're like, "Oh no, don't worry about it," because like a snapping turtle won't won't attack underwater. And my dad's <laughs> like, "Well, 
don't they eat underwater? Like, don't they attack fish underwater? Like, what's to say, like, your leg or your big toe brushes up against one's head and he decides that it's like a little perch or something and nips it off? Yeah. They don't attack underwater. (laughs) Yeah. Where's the science behind that one? Yeah. Uh, Those old boys could get away with everything until it was just a Google away. We got Wikipedia now, guys. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, if I was if I was alive before smartphones, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. They don't attack underwater. They'll get water in their mouth. They'll drown. Well, <laughs> you now, hear, now that you, now that people like me can be like, it says here they eat underwater. <laughs> well, it's like you hear stories of like the guys that go noodling for like catfishes and stick their hands in those holes. And you've heard of mm-hmm. guys that like stick their hands in the holes, and there's like snap turtle in there, and it'll like bite their hand. Oh. Yeah, Dude, they, those snap turtles they lunge their neck out too. They're terrifying. Yeah. Like a penis. Well, <laughs> like on shape in your penis. But uh, like I know like around like dams and stuff, there's always stories of like right by like the inlets on the dams where there's catfish that just live there that are the size of Volkswagens and shit like that. Have you ever heard those stories? I've those? I have heard some like giant catfish. Like it just looks like there's I've seen like pictures of like some random ones, but like like a giant bullhead looking catfish, just the <laughs> ugliest thing you've ever seen. Oh, <sighs> Yeah, I, I think the story that, like, I've, and I've heard these stories from fucking everyone, but one my grandpa used to tell is, uh, whatever, what's the dam in Yankton? Fort Randall? Yeah, I don't fucking know. Sure. Sure. But I know that, like, he, his, his story about that was like, yeah, whenever they built, or they built it, or whatever, and the inlets kept getting clogged, and they couldn't figure out why, so they'd send divers down, and the divers would always come right back up, and they'd be terrified, and they'd be like, They'd be like, I fucking turned my light on and there was a fucking cat, you know, catfish the size of a car looking right back at me. And he'd be like, it's because they sit right, they sit right by the inlet and they just collect all the garbage that gets sucked into it and they just feast. And I was like, well, grandpa, I'm 10 and that seems realistic. So yes, I believe you. <laughs> Tell me more about the war, grandpappy. <laughs> so. I don't know. I like. I have seen pictures of huge catfish. Jeremy Wade on River Monsters has caught some gigantic, terrifying fish. Mm-hmm. And like people that go noodling, like will pull out like, "Yep, it's a sixty-five pound catfish." I had my whole arm in its mouth and I fought it up. So it's not crazy to think there's huge catfish. Are they the size of cars? Very much doubting it. Uh, but I don't know. Fucking three hundred pound catfish just sitting there chilling. I'd probably poop my poop my scuba jeans and leave. I think um, kind of like koi fish or like carp. Like if you take like a goldfish and you give it enough food and you put it in something larger than an aquarium, like it'll usually grow yeah, to the size bad. of its environment. So maybe it's kind of like have that. You, have you ever seen those pictures of goldfish to like get in the lakes and then people catch them and then they catch like an eight pound goldfish? And it just looks like a, like, it's the saddest thing in the world because their eyes are all like bloated and milky. It looks, I mean, it's obviously been eating like a king, but oh, they look bad. And like the gold doesn't stretch everywhere on their body. So it's like milky white with like gold streaks. It's not a good look. Yeah. Goldfish are weird. <laughs> their fish are weird in general. It's very Fact. weird that my, it's very weird that my parents just as a child were just like, Yep, we got you fish. And I was like, fuck yes. <laughs> like, lives in a smelly tank? Hell yeah. Remember when uh, beta fish, like, or like the Chinese fighting fish were cool for a minute? And then yeah. you'd like 
go with your buddies to like Walmart and get like a couple bags of like a bunch of males and then put them in the same <laughs> tank and make them fight. I mean, we obviously never did that, but yeah, I was gonna say those are those are crazy hypotheticals. <laughs> <laughs> and then you'd get some dud fish every now and then. Hypothetically, you'd get some dud fish and they wouldn't fight. <laughs> yeah, hypothetically, that would be the worst. <laughs> yeah. And then you'd take them back to Walmart and be like, yes, I'd like my 97 cents back, please. <laughs> Sir, your, your betta fish is miss, missing most of its fins. Yeah, I was like that when I bought it. <laughs> this is my receipt. Take my return, <laughs> ma'am. I will take store credit. <laughs> I will use it to buy half of a king-size Snickers. Oh, God. But, yeah, I'd, anything, anything to do with water, I'd hate it because water is scary. So if I ever get killed by uh, the cryptozoology, if I ever get too deep into cryptozoology and I eventually get killed, I want you guys to know I found the truth. Seems fair. But that was the cryptozoology corner. I think. What time? Uh, what are we at? What are we at for time? Uh, hour three. One hour three minutes. Seems good for me. Okay. We've we've heard we've heard the talking folks. You want a little bit shorter podcast? We're here to give it to you. Even Sounds. though I, even though I don't really have anything else written down, I feel like we could have went longer because, like Cody has established, we tend to go on some tangents. Yeah, we tend to get a little off the mark. Uh, I do have one last thing to say. I have won my battle with Dollar General. I am currently in possession of some frosted wildberry pop tarts. Uh, I was going to eat them live on the cast. Shout out Chase Hansen. Big fan. Uh, I was going to eat them live in the cast. I will say I did break into them earlier, and I ate them with a large glass of milk, and they are as delicious as promised. Mm-hmm. And do not be scared by the artificial coloring; that adds to the flavor. Yeah, I would say definitely Wild Barrier, like probably my number one overall Pop Tart pick. Yep. That is very accurate. They are delicious. But I think that wraps it up for the episode 24 Kobe Cryptozoology Hour. Thanks for letting me talk to you about cryptozoology as you're on as you're on a nice hotel with your family. Hells yes. Happy Father's Day to all my all my dad friends. All right, all right, all right. Thank you, thank you. That, that's TNC Premix. We out of here, fam. Alrighty. Hugs, hugs and kisses on my cats and kittens. Cody, you enjoy Carlo breakfast. Send me pictures. All right. XOXO. See you guys later. See you. See you.